Welcome please to the JVG podcast where these G's are gonna spread their seeds of knowledge about the league. It's flourishing with ease. These funny catches seem to be well read, esteemed and honest. Like the man himself, Jeff Van Gundy. They are high IQ, so cerebral and funny. So if you're on the bus, just border on the dunny. Listen to the JVG NBA Tribute Show. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome please indeed to, you know what? You already know what it is. You just heard the theme song. It's the JVG NBA Tribute Show. With your boy Marco and here with my boy Lucas. <laughs> very nice, very very nice intro. Uh, yes, Thank this is Lucas you. speaking here. Uh, we got a little, we got a little playing picture in store for you lot today. No preleads, straight into it. Marco, who's going to be the sixth seed? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, are you talking the right end? Are you talking the left end? Actually, I had one. I had one. Um, I had one comment before we started. Cool. Um, uh, I had the funniest interaction with Lucas on the weekend. Um, he, he rocked up to my house on oh. Saturday night, very, very drunk and sun, sunstroked from the, from the footy, uh, played one three minute quarters game of 2k and then went home. <laughs> well, that wasn't the point. I don't think I can tell the point yet. I, def- I think ne- definitely next week I'll be able to tell the point of why I came over. Right. Um, cause that's not really public information. Just right, yet. right. Wait, do I know what it is? Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a perfect pl- place to do a beep. Oh, all right. Okay. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you came to my house to tell me that. Yeah, of course. Oh, wow. I'm so honored. Thanks, man. Yeah, no worries. Um, and then what happened? What? <laughs> it was all a blur, man. <laughs> I was in bed. I had my last drink at the footy at, I reckon, four. Four? Yeah. And then I was drunk in bed at 8.50. Wow. Eight, yeah. Like four, nearly five hours later, I was still a bit drunk and I was like, I can't do, I can't do yeah. this. I think it, it must have been the sun, man. Like I, I stopped at a brewery in Collingwood for a, um, for a friggin' chopped cheese and a couple of pints <laughs> um, after work on Saturday. Um, and I was sitting in the only seat in the sun in the whole place. <laughs> I reckon hour and a half. And like I got home and I was like, wow, I feel like I've been at the beach all day. Yeah. Like it, it was, she was a harsh mistress on Saturday is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I also got in the Eltham and not the Murder. Yeah. Which was oh, another yeah, mistake. Right. But a, a squeer draft off the pine is just, oh, at the footy as well. It's so delicious. Full strength of the day game. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, that uh, that makes it so much funnier, but also so much more honourable that uh, you got the wrong train and you, <laughs> you persevered to tell me the the thing you just told me. Yeah, um, yeah, because I was like, oh yeah, I remember they extended the Eltham to the Mernda, and it was obviously the Epping to the Mernda, mm-hmm. three billboards outside of <laughs> Epping, Missouri. <laughs> Great movie. Should we review that? Um, no, well, uh, but today we're going to be taking you through, uh, yeah, the playing picture from each conference, the six through eleven seeds. Do you want to explain your logic, your thinking behind this, Lucas? I Why like, six through eleven? Yeah, I think this. I feel like this is one of your original, um, your pat- patented ideas. One of my brain thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> so I reckon six is like okay, they are clear, they're in the playoffs. Eleven is like they are out of the playoffs, mm. they're out of the play-in, and then that kind of contextualizes who's in the play-in. Um, cause I feel like if, it, if like on the flip side, if we were to just do the playing picture, it'd be like, well, kind of who's fifth, who's sixth, how do you see the rest of the yeah, thing shaping yeah. up? Um, and yeah, just think, I think it, it, think it, I think it adds something. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like, we'll get into it in each conference for me, like six through eight sort of, well, no, not six, not six through eight in each conference, but like that sort of area it's like, okay, this is where like you need to separate the wheat from the chaff, you know? Like mm. this this is this there these are some pretty closely contested spots, but like in my mind there's teams who stand above other teams. And you can't really make that point if you're going, Okay, so who'll have home advantage in the first plane? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um and I think I made my list on Friday or Saturday and mm. I was like, damn, I really wanna wanna record this now. With the nature of this part of the season I've changed my my order so many times. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I finalized it yesterday, and there's probably I'm probably gonna say, yeah, they got an easy matchup against a team they just they uh, lost to today <laughs> at, at some point. Yeah, I um, I've actually I'm currently I've actually not finalized my list. <laughs> <laughs> this is classic, uh, classic on the fly from Lucas Petridis. Uh, how how do you want to do this? Do you want to go through the picture first and then explain it? Yeah, I think. 
Um, yeah, I think let's let's give like our rankings. Okay. Uh, as per, then maybe we can each have like a little spiel, and then maybe we can discuss. Okay, I like that sort of debate style. Yeah, nice. <laughs> um, left turn or right turn? Uh, I reckon my right's kind of hot, so let's start with the left. Okay, let's go for it. Do you want to start? Yeah, let me just double check. <laughs> <laughs> let me just double check my left and right. Um, so my sixth is Denver. Mm-hmm. Seventh is the Wolves. Mm-hmm. Eighth Clippers. Ninth Pels. Tenth Lakers. Eleventh Blazers. Okay, we're uh, nearly identical here. Yep, yep. Uh, I've got uh, six Denver, seven Minnesota, uh, eight Clippers, nine Pelicans, ten Lakers, and eleven Spurs. So when I initially made this list, I had the Lakers in twelve <laughs> <laughs> because I think they were fresh off that loss to my beloved Washington Wizards. Yeah, and I was looking at the strength of schedule remaining, and my um. My takeaway was in their last 11 games, they were going to win two because the two wins that they'd had up until that point, since the AD injury, LeBron dropped 50 in both of those games. So my logic was, okay, well, if it's going to take LeBron to drop 50 for them to win, I only see him being able to drop 50 against two of these teams. Yeah. Now, since then, they've just like, they've just... They've gone a bit LeBron mode. Yeah, yeah. And they, 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 what I thought was going to be a loss to the Raptors, they stole a win in Toronto. And then did they have another win today? Yeah, they beat the Cavs today. Yeah. And I think just like a very fair win where, yeah. where everyone played well and they just completely outplayed them. Yeah, Garland I mean, had... LeBron what? still had 38. But. Yeah, yeah. It's like LeBron's either dropping 50 in a win or it's exactly 38 every yeah. time. <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, the Lakers for me... I think they kind of they kind of they kind of break Tankathon because <laughs> uh, technically yes they're like an easy opponent but I think like you really you can't predict how how they're gonna play in mm. I, this last month you just have no idea like how they're gonna turn up on the court mm. I think like more so than the actual problems with uh, how good they are or how bad they are it's just like you just don't know what's gonna happen yeah um, and so I think like every matchup with like for the Lakers. But also every matchup with the Lakers for other teams is like a complete wild card from here mm. until the end of the season. I think you're right. Like more often than not, LeBron is gonna LeBron has to will this team into a play-in spot. Like he mm. absolutely has to. Yeah. Um and like finishing higher than ninth is nigh on impossible. Uh but I also think finishing below tenth would take like it would take like a spe- spectacularly bad ten games um from LeBron James. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. I actually don't want to talk too much about the Lakers yeah, in the next we, this episode. We opened it. We opened it but, with the Lakers. But, you know, Lakers. we got it out of the way. You had them... You had the Pelicans in ninth or 10th? I had the Pelicans in ninth. Yeah, I got them ninth as well. I'm happy for you, man. Look, <laughs> I got I got to lock some in. I, you know, I feel like I haven't had much opportunity to get excited about this team all season. We started uh, 1 and 12. Uh, <laughs> we've gone... I We have gone, I think... One below 500 since then. Yeah. Um, is that right? Yeah. We've gone, mm. we've gone 29 and 30 since then. Mm. And, you know, I, I think especially, obviously since the CJ trade, we've been so much better. But I, I just have to back him. I just have to, I'm turning on games and backing us to win for the first time all season. Yeah. I'll happily eat crow, you know, like we, we dropped below the Lakers today after a <laughs> glorious 24 hours sitting above them in the ESPN <laughs> standings. I was refreshing the app for like an hour and it like, you know, they changed the wins loss record, but they haven't had to <laughs> the Lakers. And I was like, God damn it. Just want to post that damn screenshot already. Um, so, you know, I'll eat crow, or better yet, dog shit if I'm wrong about this one. <laughs> uh, very good trajectory, and obviously it scales up even at an even better rate since mm. the CJ trade. Yeah. And you guys just... Your baseline is just so much more consistent than, than the Lakers. And I think that the Pelicans from the inside are probably like, man, where we ended versus where we started, let's like gun for the rest of this season and see if we can take something into next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Clippers, who I have in eighth, I think you have them in eighth? Yeah, I got them in eighth too. The, I, <clears throat> I'm very confused by their season because yeah. I feel like every time I watch them play, they go down 20 and then they win. Mm. But they're at 500, so I don't know where all these losses are coming <laughs> from. Um, well, they're, they're a game below actually right now. 
at time of recording. But uh, yeah, they had like a they had like a forty point deficit against the Wizards, and then beat us. Um, however, whoever comes through that nine ten playing game, I think is going to beat the Clippers. Yeah, and right. take the eight. So. Okay, I like that. Yeah, yeah, I think. Well, I'm not sure about that mm. because I think I think this squad is like it's one of the weirdest squads in the NBA. Um, and obviously part of that is the lack of Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. Like you look at who's playing for them and you're like, what the, what's going on here? Mm. Um, but like, I, I fully, I fully buy into that thing about Tyloo just being like an incredible playoff coach, mm. an incredible game planner. And I think that's what, when you say they always seem to be down 20 points and then they win. I think that's like, it's almost like where he operates best is like, all right, cool. I need to like make serious adjustments to outplay this team and win the game. Um, I think... I no, I th- I do agree with you. I think the Lakers or the Pels would win purely because like it means so much more for them to to get into the playoffs. And I mm. think that well, the Pels are definitely on a much more upward trajectory. And the Lakers, yeah, they're going to have LeBron James on their team. Mm. Um, but I think it'll be a really, I think that'll be a really tough matchup. Just through, just watching like the ways that they've won games this season. Um, from like low deficits with like really thin injured squads, even beyond their two stars being injured. Like I wouldn't count them out against anyone. Oh, definitely. I just think more in like a playoff situation, Mm. you and the Lakers have a bit more like individual firepower. Yeah, that's true. Like there's been a lot of CJ games. There's been a lot of double digit make games for him. Yeah. And I mean, there have been over his whole career, but he's doing it so consistently for you guys. Mm. And you're going to need those late clock ISO plays from both ends, from, sorry, both sides. Yeah. Um, I, I think that Ty Lue will definitely outcoach the Pelicans and the Lakers. Mm. And this is also under the assumption that the Wolves beat the Clippers, which is definitely the assumption. <laughs> I'm uh, but I just think that they are, they are, I think that, yeah, individual brilliance will shine through in yeah. a playing game. Yeah. Um, and I think one of the most impressive things since the CJ trade that Willie Green has done is he's just like he's got Ingram and CJ just like a guaranteed 26 points each a night <laughs> like, like you know that the one isn't going to get in the way of the other um the way that the offense runs like yeah CJ's legit averaging 26 7 and 5 since the trade damn it's just like wow <laughs> ridiculous really really solid numbers yeah 500 from the uh the fi- 500 50 from the field <laughs> 39 from three um so yeah i think come he and he's got the, he's got particularly ingram finally performing in big games as well like yeah ingram's hit plenty of game winners he's had plenty of like massive fourth quarters um and yeah like if you last year if you'd asked me how i thought we'd do in the plane i'd be like lose whoever the opponent is because like um you know we just didn't have that sort of individual strength at the end of a game mm. because like yeah ingram wasn't that bucket getter that he's become and zion they just build a wall for zion and like he is not quite yet at that stage of his career where he can you know shoot seven of eight in the last quarter of a game um you know when you're when you're chasing a lead um but this season yeah we've really really proven to actually actually be good in late game situations yeah, and I feel like uh, we had a lot of faith, kind of, a little bit unfounded faith in Willie Green coming into the mm. season, but it does feel like you guys have an identity, and that's coming from both coaching and the roster. Yeah, yeah. And then also a blend of the two. Um, Wolves in seventh? Wolves in seventh. They're on, what are they, they're on a nine, they've won 10 of their last 11 games or something like that. They're on a really good streak, whatever it is. <laughs> um, and they look, gra- they look great. Like, they look... For a team seventh in the Western Conference, they look really good. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they really look like they can match up against um, anyone. I do have to say, though, uh, in their last... In those last 11, they have... I don't want to discount their wins, but they've played the Blazers twice, the Thunder twice, mm. the Lakers once. <laughs> um, <laughs> their wins against the Bucks, the Heat... Um, the Bucks and the Heat came without Giannis and Jimmy Butler, and they beat the Warriors when the Warriors were in like the, the, their worst slide of the yeah. season. So um, I, I'm fully, fully guaranteed they're going to make that seventh spot, but I don't think they're going to progress any further. Yeah, I, I saw the one through eight kind. Of, I think it's kind of locked up in yeah. the uh, in the West. Yeah, 
Uh, and then judging my strength of schedule remaining, the Minnesota, uh, their average strength of opponent is, uh, I don't know how you would word this, but they got a 0.536 strength of schedule remaining. Yeah. So toughest opponents are the Suns, the Celtics, the Mavs, the Nuggets, and the Raptors. And the Bulls are on there, but I haven't included them. Yeah, I got a little asterisk, an asterisk next <laughs> to the Bulls right now because I got to see, I got to see how they're all working yeah. together. But those five teams are like, I would almost guarantee four of those teams to beat them. I yeah, same. <laughs> um, especially those top, those first three. Yeah. Um, and then I think. Uh, <laughs> but especially those first two. <laughs> well, you don't. You don't. Know. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> we just went those five, and then those four, and then. Um, so yeah, I, I I think I was looking at this more of I can't see them dropping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they're all, they're half a game behind the, the Nuggets right now. Um, but I just that oh. this is no. See, this is this is this is was my logic is like the five through seven at the moment is Dallas, Denver, Minnesota, um, and they're all you know what they're within two two and a half games of each other. Mm. Um, Dallas are playing out of their skin. Minnesota have a tough schedule and Jokic is, Jokic is going to win like six or seven of the next yeah. the next 10 games without a doubt. Yeah. I think that I was looking at like the macro picture of it all yeah. and I was like, the Timberwolves started slow. It's a, it's a, it's a massive achievement that they even got to the playing picture, let alone the seventh seed. But then, then finishing sixth, I was like, that's a bit too much, yeah, especially definitely. considering the nugget season. But that's so like, that's such that's such a random approach to have about it because it's like this is just how the league is now. Yeah. Who gives a fuck yeah, out? Yeah, was at the yeah, start yeah, of the yeah, league. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, the the Timberwolves probably aren't kind of like ah oh, nine nine games left. We can hang our hats now <laughs> on the seven seed. I mean, you know, not to jump over to the other side too quickly, but like Boston had a pretty slow start and mm. then two and a half games off the first seed. Yeah, <laughs> like and you wouldn't say like yeah, but they had a slow start, so like four is probably like enough for them. Yeah, <laughs> like you know they. They won like they've lost like three of their last twenty five games. <laughs> yeah, like, they um, absolutely deserve to be up there. Yeah, and the Nuggets as a six seed as well. Didn't yeah, you? I did. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, I think um, that it's it's just a good team. I know, I know, I know. Jokic is lifting everyone, <laughs> but they're just they know how to play basketball with each other. And come this stage of the season, they're not gonna they're not gonna have fluke losses. I think like mm. they'll beat who they're supposed to beat. Yeah, they will. Um, and that'll be a great thing to take into next season because I feel like we've cited this on this show, on this pod, but as Essendon fans, we realize the value of beating the teams you should be beating because it means you can win playing your game. And if the role players learn those habits, then when their role is decreased, when, you know, Murray's getting 34 and MPJ's getting 32, that's minutes. Um... (laughs) Then yeah, they, they they their productivity will surely increase in like yeah. in less time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I think I think I don't see them moving from six to this season. Yeah. Nice. Um, the eleventh seed we d- is the only one we disagreed on. Uh yeah. Um, oh man, look, I think Portland Portland really want to lose games. Like, <laughs> they really are really really trying to lose as many as they possibly can. Trevor Trevor Eubanks, you know anything about this guy? Trevor Drew. Yeah, Drew. You oh mates? yeah, Drew. I'm getting mixed up with um Trevor Ariza. <laughs> no, there's a fucking Trevor on their roster. Well, what I'm trying to say is that there are so many more G League players getting uh, legitimate minutes for this Portland team than, than the San Antonio Spurs team. But if you go to Tankathon, the Portland Trailblazers yeah, remaining strength of schedule. Point three ninety. It's three ninety. They're they're playing they're playing lottery teams. Seven times in their last eleven games, <laughs> they um they are the only. T- I've never seen a team with below four hundred on Tankathon. Really, I've never oh seen that God. number start with a three, <laughs> especially with ten games. <laughs> what number does it start? With? It starts with thirty nine percent winning per- average winning percentage. I'm thinking of Trendon Watford. Trendon Watford. Yeah. Um. Every time I see Drew Eubanks, I always get confused because I always think of Devin Ebanks, who used to be a uh a Laker. Back in the day. Well, see, I was just talking about how... Um, well, I was just talking to myself about it in my head. About <laughs> Brain thoughts? About having, having um, T-Man and A-Wiggins on the OKC Thunder and being like, what's going on there? Wait, what? 
There's a Trey Mann and and uh, oh, Aaron, Aaron Wiggins both play for that. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Wowza. Damn, that is funny. Damn, yeah. I haven't watched OKC play in a while. <laughs> but, like, look, look at the team that beat Detroit today. Like, it's, it's a team meant to lose games. But yeah. on the other hand, they did beat Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> who are as bad as, you know, OKC and... Um, who else have they got the game? They got the two Rockets, against the yeah. Rockets, two against the Thunder, three against the Spurs, and they've listed the Pelicans know, here. We can, we can remove the Pelicans. We can remove them. But, Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's got to be at least four wins in there, yeah. and that's at the very least. Yeah, yeah. I, I take your point. My only other point would be the Spurs don't have a reason. I don't think they're as invested as getting like a, as good at a lottery pick as possible. Mm-hmm. And maybe does Popovich just want to spoil the Lakers' day one last time? True. <laughs> and steal that 10th seed off him. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that never was even part of my consideration. That's Greg Popovich's last stand, finishing 10th to fuck over the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanted, before, before we move on to the uh, right-hand conference, unless you had anything else to add. No. Uh I wanted to I wanted to revisit the Jonas Valanciunas trade very briefly. Wait, what? <laughs> wait, 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 wait. So, when we traded for Valanciunas, we sent uh, Eric Bledsoe, Stephen Adams, the tw- our twenty twenty, the Lakers twenty twenty two first round pick, lottery protected, and uh, we did a pick swap where which ended up with them drafting Zaya Williams, who's being an excellent contributor for us. And we drafted Trey Murphy, who I think is averaging about five points a game. <laughs> um, uh, you know, just a few uh, few spots uh, lower than them. Um, at the time, that, you know, that pick seemed like just that Los Angeles pick was like, okay, well, we've just given up like, you know, uh, a 20s pick for no good reason. Mm. If the Lakers don't make the playoffs, it stays with us. Um, and, oh. and we get a lottery pick. <laughs> oh wow! So, if the, I think if the Lakers if the Lakers finished tenth and lost in that that game, I think there's like a twenty five percent chance we get a top four pick. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my good god! Wait, the, did they send that to you? So that we got that pick in the, oh, the AD, AD trade, trade yeah, yeah. and then we traded it. Lottery protected to Memphis in the right. US Valentine's trade. Yeah. And at the time, it was like, what the fuck? Why are we paying so... We're, we, you know, like one first rounder and a pick swap for Jonas Valanciunas. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's been really good. Mm. And he's such a better fit than Steven Adams. But, you know, it was one of the ones that Sean Carroll got really thingy about the picks, you know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, so, if we look back at that now, we end up with, you know, a top four, <laughs> top four pick. That is... That is... Lo- that is... It might not happen, but... That I, I, I actually haven't seen... I never look at this trade from the perspective of the Pelicans. Yeah. This is a really mutually beneficial trade. Yeah. At the end of the day, considering the Lakers have had a bad season, it's going to yeah. end up really fine for us. But just the center swap yeah. alone. Yeah. Like, the Grizzlies are looking better than they ever have. Absolutely. The, then you guys look great with, with Val, at the, Val at the five. Yeah. But those, those pump fake threes got to go. <laughs> just take him. Just shoot him, man. Like... Just shoot him. And if anyone bites on the fake, shoot them as well. <laughs> Oh, that's gold. <laughs> um, um, shall we move over to the right side of the room? Yeah. TheDeepChew.com is your one-stop shop for everything NBA-related. Want weekly in-depth articles tackling some of the NBA's biggest issues and juiciest storylines? We've got you covered. Want a podcast that brings a fresh perspective to the league's current events? We've got you covered. We're like the ringer, only less problematic. So for anything and everything NBA, head to TheDeepChew.com and yes, it really is that simple. Well said, Deep Two Boys. <laughs> <laughs> so, in sixth, for the right, I have the Cavs. In seventh, I have the Bulls. In eighth, I have the Nets. Ninth, the Hornets. Tenth, the Hawks. Eleventh, the Knicks. Wait, can you start again? <laughs> Say that again. Six through eleven. Cavs, Bulls, Nets, Hornets, Hawks, Knicks. Damn. Cool. So, Wow. That's that's very interesting. Yeah, that's, that's why I said that's what I was saying. Very very interesting. Well, I have uh, Bulls, Raptors, Nets, Hawks, 
Hornets, Wizards. Damn. Okay. Wow. We disagree on a lot. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go bottom of the top because we don't talk about the Wizards enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, look again. I think this is one of those. This is one of those things where I am. I am looking at the bottom of the East, and I just think the Wizards are the best team there. Well, you know, like uh, I think the Pacers are pretty much too far back, and they're like they're just not. Halliburton is playing good basketball, but they're not playing good basketball. Mm. Um, the Knicks, I just, I just want them to keep crashing and burning, and I think that they will continue to do so. The Wizards, I just think that you will be able to eke out enough to hold on to that spot and nothing more. Yeah. Um, in looking at the late-season runs for all these teams, the Knicks have fully, fully fallen out of just, like, basketball coverage, yeah. which is crazy <laughs> to think about for New York. <laughs> Yeah. Um, however, we lost against the Rockers today mm. after being up, I'm pretty sure, 50-28 at one stage. Um, and then, yeah, the rest of the game was like 100-47, to Rockets right. way. Mm. We beat the Lakers in a very good game. Zing Diesel has been very good for us, but we're just losing games. Mm. Like, I feel like most of the time I open up the NBA app or ESPN scoreboard if I'm on my laptop. We, we we lost like we've just lost yeah. I watched the game today and just watching it in action I was like what is going wrong because okay the Rockets have gone on a great offensive streak this whole time but what but what are we doing that's so wrong that we gave up a mm. 22 point lead mm. to a bunch of rookies and I think it was just like an inability to sustain like an NBA level of basketball for 48 minutes which is what happens when you have Oh, I don't have the score in front of me, but like, just, we were both looking at the box score before, and it just looks so thin. Mm. Like, Corey Kispert's awesome when he's like the fourth name down on the bench, but he's starting for us, and I love him, but, you know. How much, yeah, how much impact can he have? We got three white guys in the starting lineup. (laughs) But like, yeah, Anthony Guild playing eight minutes. Denny fucking sucks, man. (laughs) Denny is so shit. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm not dying on that hill anymore. Then he sucks. Um, and then our point guard play today: Nato, Smith, Sadaransky combined four for nineteen shooting against who? Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr. backcourt. Like neither of them can defend. <laughs> um, I'm gonna bleep this out, but uh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well noted. Well noted. <laughs> Yeah. It wasn't that one. It was just, it wasn't, you know. That one. <laughs> um, look, uh, you're, you're right. But I just, I think, I feel like your misfortunes have, they've come to a foot more recently. I mean, it has been like basically the last 40 games of the season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think like the New York, the things that are bad in New York are very chronic. And mm. I think any, like, if I, if I look at mm. your two, like, remaining fixture lists, like, there is no way they win any of, any of the games they're not supposed to win. Like, I, I think every single one of those teams, so what, they've got, like, Heat, Bulls, Cavs, Raptors, Nets, and the Hornets twice. Mm. I don't think there's any way they beat any of those teams. That's a fair, that's a really good point. <laughs> that's a really good um, point. Even though they have some easier matchups. Uh, their hard matchups, like there's just not a snowball's chance in hell for them, in my eyes anyway. That's a really good point. Mm. Um, however, looking at the wizard side of things, our strength of schedule is five uh, twelve, <laughs> and we've got the. F- oh man, I can't see you winning any of these games either. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> we have the Warriors, the Bucks, the Celtics, the the Mavericks, the Bulls, and the Timberwolves. Um, Shit on a biscuit. Now, here's the issue: is the easiest opponents, the the Magic and the Pistons. I can hands down guarantee you we lose at least one of those yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. It's one or two losses. It's no way that it's going to be two wins. The only permutation that's impossible is we win two of those two. Uh, the Knicks, we just I don't even fucking care. And then the Hawks, <laughs> the, the Hawks are playing for like some sort of relevance in the plane or the ninth seed, so they're going to smoke us. Now this is really interesting. So you're in the like easy games. You're you've got the Magic, the Pistons, the Hawks, and the Knicks. The Knicks have the Magic, the Pistons, the Hawks, and the Wizards. Yeah. So 
I, it really will just come down to who is the less bad team, I think. Yeah. And like, it will probably come down to that game against each other. Yeah. In fact, if I had to pick it... Which is what this whole podcast is all about. I am picking it. But if I had to pick it, the New York will lose one game less than you. One game more than you, sorry. And it will be because they're playing the Hornets twice. Okay. And that just, that just puts you above them. Again, if they beat you, that sort of changes things. Yeah. Yeah, true. I guess it is. <laughs> when's this game? When's the, when's the Knicks Wizards game? Circle the Knicks Wizards game for the 11th seed playoff spot. <laughs> it's going to be a big one, boys. It's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> 9th of April. I think that's like. That's April Fools. That's. <laughs> I think that might be. Um, I think that might be the last day of the season. True. It is a Saturday from memory. Wow. It is a Saturday. Yeah, um, I'm sure you guys all love this. No, 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 there's games on the 10th of April. It's the second last day of the season. Perfect. Um, And then, yeah, you just have to, you you have the Hornets on the last day of the season. So, yeah, it'll be over by then. I mean, it's over already. It's so so funny debating this spot for as long as we have. I was just going to say, and now let's jump into the bottom, the the 10th seed, the bottom of the plane. Who'd you have? I had... I had the the Charlotte Hornets there. I had the Hornets. Yeah. After today, I switched it to the Hawks. Yeah, right. Now, I'm not fully convinced by that. No. I've got so much goodwill for the Charlotte Hornets <laughs> that any bright thing, any bright spark they have, I just I I'm on it. I jump on it like like bloody ju- jumping jacks jump on the fields or, <laughs> or whatever they say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and also, yeah, the Hornets are a game and a half above the the Hawks. Yeah, um, I think that the Hawks they have they have a slightly easier run in, and I just I just think that team deep somewhere in its DNA knows how to win a game better than Charlotte does. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, again, this is the thing: is you have to think about how much these teams are actually caring about, like getting the ninth or the tenth yeah. seed. Like obviously, you know, if uh, if you're on ESPN, you have to talk about how much home court advantage matters and stuff like that. But it's like the better team's probably going to win that game <laughs> yeah. anyway. And also, it's a do or die game, so fucking anything could happen. Yeah. Um, but I do, I do think that there is just a little bit more, despite their really crap season. I think, like, I think the Hawks, apart from maybe the Lakers, they've got to be having one of the most disappointing seasons. Yeah. In, in the NBA. Yeah. Um. I think there is just a little bit more of that winning mentality in them. Um, and I think the Hornets are just going to have some really tricky matchups coming up. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think the Hornets, well, I mean, the Hornets just went through their worst part of their season because they were like comfortably in the top six for most of this yeah. season. Yeah. And then they won that crazy losing, uh, not losing streak so much as like just dry patch. Or I think they like lost 10 of 11 or something. Yeah. And... Now they're seven and two since they signed Isaiah yeah, Thomas. There we go. Um, not to say that I think that that's the reason they're seven and two. Yeah, but they just signed him till the end of the season as well. Mm. Good, for, happy for him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just to, like th- that, I feel like they're gonna that their momentum has now swung back in the other direction. Yeah. Montrez just a natural fit there. Uh, and yeah, with the game and a half cushion, with like roughly ten games to play for each team, I just think that. It's just I feel like it's kind of a safer pick. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I like that. It is it is crazy how much of a cushion one and a half games is in this stage of the season. Yeah. Yeah, massively. <laughs> like the Lakers have staved the Pelicans off. Like we haven't been great, but we've been on you know, we've been playing well despite having Ingram injured um and CJ out with COVID for a bit. But like, um, you know, their one game or half a game on us has kept kept us away for, yeah. for so fucking long. Um, yeah, man, we're really splitting the hairs down at the bottom, the bottom, the bottom down here. Yeah, well, one we can agree on: the yeah. Nets in eight. The Nets in eight. Low key, this is kind of the perfect position for the Nets. Yeah, because they get obviously Kyrie for the play in the game. Well, if they're the eighth seed, then they get Kyrie for. Well, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. they're getting for more games for yeah. the entire playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, shit. God. Um, <laughs> do you reckon they were tanking for the eighth seed? <laughs> <laughs> they, they certainly did a good job of acting. <laughs> but I mean, it's funny, right? Because 
if you're in eighth, you have just as much chance of playing as good a team as the person in fifth because of how tight like the top four mm, is. Yeah. You know? So like I think if you're Brooklyn and you have to pay, play a series against Miami instead of Boston, you you're you're kind of fine with that. Like both of those teams mm. are gonna put up a huge fight against you. Um but yeah, I don't I think they're fully embedded in that spot. Yeah, yeah. Well this is this was I think kind of the exercise in the West for me. Mm. Uh was just like yeah, one through seven was so embedded, mm. and now I do actually think that the uh, we've finished the conversation. But like there, there could be some flippage with uh, flippage with the Nuggets and the Timberwolves <laughs> in sixth and seventh. Yeah, but like the, the Brooklyn are just like on their own. Yeah, um, yeah. In that in that island between uh, fifth, sixth, seventh, and then ninth, tenth, ninth, tenth. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, there's not really much to say about this. <laughs> um, what is Two of their toughest games are at home against the Grizzlies and the Heat. Um, and I think even if they're like playing really well again, um, you know, losing, potentially losing two games when you only have 11 left is like, you know, that's enough to keep you in, eight, in the eighth seed. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, now the seventh seed, who did you have? I had Toronto. Yeah, I have the Bulls. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, I feel like I'm being unfair to Toronto. And I think this is what we were talking about earlier about just because they had an earlier season like this doesn't mean mm. they have to finish like this. Um, because they're really good. Yeah. And they're playing really well. And you can't, even, you can't even act like their squad isn't excellent. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like their seven-man rotation is bonkers. Yeah. Um, their, their starting five is bonkers. Like, I think any of their starting five could walk into any team in the league in some sort of a role, mm. you know? Um, but I just... It would feel... It wouldn't feel right for Cleveland and Chicago not to have a strong finish to this season. And I think... Yeah. I think Chicago... Uh, I think... I think even without Jared Allen, Cleveland can... Because um, it doesn't look like he's going to come back before the playoffs. I think they can sort of... You know, I think they can keep winning games. I kind of trust them to be anyone yeah. um, in the right situation. I think Chicago, they've got... I, I think they'll be better now that Caruso's back, but they also have, I think, four games against, you know, uh, top four teams in the East, and they're going to lose all of them, for sure. Yeah, Chicago's remaining strength of schedule is 539. They got the Heat, the Bucks, the Bucks, the Celtics. Um, so those are four really tough ones, especially without... Oh, well, Caruso coming back into form. And Lonzo's still out? Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I don't think that, I think that the, the Wolves-Bulls is a good matchup. And then Cavs-Bulls is also a good matchup. Hornets-Bulls, I'd probably still take the Bulls, just from experience. But Toronto are just going to play really well every night. Mm. And they're going to be in, they're going to beat the teams they're supposed mm. to beat. And then they're going to be in a position to win a couple of those games against uh, their tougher opponents. Like, if you were to tell me Toronto had a five-game stretch of they hate the 76ers, the Celtics, the Wolves, and the Cavs, mm. I'd probably think they were, gonna, they were gonna win at least two, yeah. regardless. Yeah, yeah. So I think they're gonna win a couple of those. Cleveland have the Bucks, the 76ers, the Mavericks, the Bulls, the Raptors, and the Nets. Jeez, when you put it like that, <laughs> blank me off. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just think that the Bulls have a tough run home as well as a pretty thin roster right now, whereas Toronto kind of have the complete opposite. Yeah. And also, sorry, but after their, like Toronto is similar to the Pelicans after a slow start. Like if you take their win percentage over the last, what, 55 games rather than the rest of like the whole yeah, season, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably a lot better than, yeah. well, it would be a lot better than what it is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, and if Toronto snag that five seed, it'll be... Well, it'll be a surprise, but it'll be it'll be it'll be really pleasant. It'll yeah, be, it'll be like, why didn't we have faith in this team and Nick Nurse and all these yeah. players? You know, yeah, like uh, the way that they've turned it around. Um, does that does that edge Scotty Barnes over Evan Mobley for Rookie of the Year? Now that's the question we're all asking. Wow, <laughs> I I have completely forgotten about how the Rookie of the Year race is going. Yeah. is Giddy still getting any smoke? Nah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, <clears throat> on today's game 
they referred to Corey Kispert as a rookie, which he is. But I was just like, shit, they're still rookies? Yeah. yeah like, this yeah. season's really dragged on. Yeah. I feel like they've all graduated or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it goes without saying just how good this rookie class yeah. is and how, how grown it is. Mm. Um, I mean, Scotty Barnes, when, when Fred Van Vliet was out, I can't remember which game it was. He was just running point and he got like, he just had the most ridiculous line ever. Mm. Um, I think, and he, I, when they beat, they beat the 76ers the other day. And again, he had like, wow, no, I'm getting my games mixed up. But anyway, he's, <laughs> he's just like now in the season dropping 30 points and getting like 16 rebounds or 11 assists. Yeah. Or, and you know, like getting five steals and a bunch of blocks and blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, you, this Raptors team, which like has so many players who've won a championship on it. <laughs> yeah, started on a championship <laughs> yeah. team. And this guy is running the offense for them. They're, this is the guy they're going to down the floor, like every single possession. Mm. Um, I think that is just incredible. Um, and I think I'm, I'm still going to give it to Mobley just because how consistent he's been. Yeah. And again, he has been the absolute center of that team and even, you know, but, but then, but even then it's like Darius Garland has been the absolute star of that team. Yeah. And Evan Mobley has just been like this really important defensive piece. Um, fuck. So, in summary, good job. <laughs> good job, parents of 1998 to 2001. <laughs> uh, I want to just get their, their their stats up to do yeah. a little side-by-side. Side. Yeah. Unlike Cade Cunningham, Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes, they're, they're long-lasting basketball yeah, <laughs> definitely. Although I was definitely wrong about Cade Cunningham. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, for sure. Pretty, I think, I, pretty identical numbers, yeah. uh, Mobs and Barnes. Oh, um, oh, wow. 15, 8, and 2.5 for Evan. 15, 8, and 3.5 for Scotty. Damn. That's nuts. Mm. Um, yeah. Just, I think I, they're just, they're, it's just such a good choice either way because they're such fun players as well. Yeah. <clears throat> I think I'd go with Scotty just because yeah, right. of the, the role. Yeah. The, yeah. Like, yeah, being the center. But, more I so. mean, this is one of those years where, like, the last 10 games of the season could actually really matter. Yeah, so definitely. Wins that award. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it, maybe it doesn't end up being like higher seed. Yeah. There we go. Thirty-one, seventeen, and six um, against yeah. the Lakers. That was against the Lakers. <clears throat> but then even that game, man. Like, look at what it took for them to lose. Yeah. Like what a ridiculous finish. Yeah. The the up three with ten seconds to go, inbounding the ball. The Raptors had to make so many mistakes in a row, yeah. not call a timeout, then. Westbrook had to turn into Jesus. And then like... God, that was nuts. And then like Westbrook gets a a three, a contested three on the right wing with his toes just behind the line. Mm, mm. And then it like rattles in. Yeah. And it's like, if that's what it's taken to get to OT and then eventually uh, Toronto lost, that's kind of a good sign in itself. Yeah. Oh yeah, 100%. 100%. Yeah, like in... I, a man who has probably airballed more than anyone else this <laughs> season to hit a contested three. I, it's when he when he throws it, it's it's there's no consistency. It's it's going to a different spot every single time. Um, so yeah, definitely, it's crazy. Well, do you um, reckon? Uh, no, no, no. Well, I was gonna say, do you reckon if Russell Westbrook was in this year's rookie class, he'd win rookie of the year <laughs> with eighteen, seven and a half, and seven. And like a really bad impact on the team. But that's usually what a rookie does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a K- that, that's what Cade's going to average next season. Fuck, he could be averaging that this season for all I know. Um, well, I just because I, I feel like it was a little bit similar to Scotty and Evan. Yeah. Mobley's a uh, little lower on the three-point percentage than Westbrook. Mm. But yeah, Scotty Barnes <clears throat> is more efficient. Cade Cunningham is averaging 17, 6, and 5. Wow. And he's shooting 32% from 3. So, Russell Westbrook, anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Beauty. All right. Yeah, nice. Let's run through our standings again, I reckon. Yeah, cool. Um, So, in the East, I got Chicago, Toronto, Brooklyn, Atlanta, Charlotte, and Washington. I've got Cleveland, Chicago, Brooklyn, Charlotte, Atlanta, New York. And then in the West, Denver, Minnesota, Clippers, New Orleans, Lakers, and Spurs. And then I have the same except the Blazers instead of the Spurs. Yeah. I think it is that last discussion we had, which was basically like uh, Cleveland, Chicago, Toronto, 
that that's such a fun race. They're like, yeah, definitely. They're three really fun teams to follow, um, and they're all so close with each other. I think it could really go anyway. I do think it's similar in the West, like mm. Dallas. I God, like I have to admit, I was kind of like, geez. Dallas are a bit shit about halfway through this season. Oh, yeah. I was in the same boat. And they just look unstoppable offensively now. Mm. Like, their offense is just so locked in. Then Denver is just always going to be fun to watch. And we know how fun Minnesota has been as well. And, I th- again, I think I think those three teams, they could... All three of them could go, like, seven or three... Seven and three yeah. in the next, in the next um, ten games. Um, and they would... Yeah, that, that wouldn't be a surprise to me at all. Yeah. Uh, well, four or five can either flip out, can kind of flip either way, but it's going to be Utah Dallas in the first round of the playoffs, mm. like surely. Oh my god! Um, and that'll be a freaking awesome season. Yeah, we are taking the E off this episode. That's why I said freaking. <laughs> um, yeah, surely, surely Dallas smoke him. I would love a Utah. I would love a Utah first round exit. <laughs> you, know, you know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I said. You didn't mean Dan. <laughs> Google me, Chuck. <laughs> hey, at what do Donye? Do you like hearing the down low on all your NBA and basketball content? Hey, at Will Conkin on Instagram and Twitter. Don't you mean the lowdown on NBA and basketball content? No, I mean the down low because that's our show. The down low, where we give you the lowdown on everything NBA. Check out the down low NBA on all your podcasting platforms like Spotify. Apple, or even Google Podcasts. Google has podcasts? Yeah, I didn't even know that either. But now you know, so go and get it in your ears. Um, I did want to ask you before we go, have you watched any March Madness? <laughs> I haven't. I haven't watched a single bit of it. It's all on Kayo. Maybe yeah, not all of I it. should watch some. Yeah. Um, but it's just on all the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's always a game on. It is. It's funny how like weekday games of NBA. It's like, oh, cool. There'll be one like maybe one at nine thirty at the earliest, and one at two p.m. at the latest. Yeah. And then yeah, March Madness. It's like five p.m. and there's still box scores like being posted <laughs> and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. It truly is madness. Have you been following anyone? No, no. <laughs> I, I, I think that I used to. I used to follow the draft, and it used to be much more consumable, um, and just easier to like. To have an objective view because I feel like all of the good draft experts, Mike Schmidt, Mike Schmitz especially, uh, went to, to ESPN and then mm. it became more about giving the players a personality rather than like analysis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I just think that watching it as a like following the league type thing is the is the most fun uh, yeah. way to follow March Madness. Yeah, nice. I'm like I don't know any of them anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have started with that. <laughs> Um. Oh, should we make a call of action? Call to action before we sign off. Oh yeah! If um, you made it this far. If you made it this far, we'll post about it on Instagram. But uh, me and Lucas are going to a music festival together this weekend. Uh, first time. When did we last go to a festival together? Pitch. We we never really went to one together. You, sl- you slept in my tent the entire weekend. Yeah, but you didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's where we met. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like we haven't. We, we haven't gone to the festival together. Our, our first festival together was like the seed of our friendship. Mm. And then it, it stagnated for a while. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah like how, how good is that going to be to go, you know, and actually, actually know each other? Really fun. I can't wait to <laughs> beep that. <laughs> a lot of beeps this episode. A lot of brothers in the league. Um, but uh, we're probably not going to be in the best state next Tuesday, and we mm. definitely won't have watched... New South Wales. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely won't have watched uh, any basketball, mm. and we'll thankfully be another like week and a half before the end of the season, so we can squeeze in a little, like you know, whatever uh, <laughs> the week after. But we're wondering if you guys would like to just, you know, Send in your favorite basketball or sporting stories, just generally. Yeah. Record yourself. Uh, Maybe it's something amazing you did in a social basketball game. Maybe it's like a particular NBA game that's stuck in your memory. Mm. Or maybe you're at the footy once and like someone shouted a racial slur at you. Like, (laughs) this is all good content that we would would like to fill our next next week's episode with. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we're doing a little From the Vault episode. 
I think we'll maybe start with GP. I want to just get him to like story tell about uh, my my basketballing history because I just not the fact that it's me. I just love the way he talks about all of us. Mm, yeah. Because yeah, I mean, I feel like when I was like, I mean, like a couple of years ago now, but f- like fresh out of um, juniors when I was like 19, 20, 21, I would always look back on it and be like, God, that must've been boring. <laughs> like to take to, to your, your weekend was dedicated to taking your kid to their sports game. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. must fucking suck. Yeah. But the way he talks about it, he really loves it. So I, I feel like it'd be, it'd be a nice thing to share. Yeah. No, no, I'm looking forward to that. I've, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard GP talk for very long. Um, mm. So that'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure he's a great orator. He's he's a pensman to be oh sure. Oh my god, he's a pensman. <laughs> but also, those are like four hour replies. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how good he'll be just just <laughs> off the rip. You know, he's sitting he's sitting there for three hours fifty nine, just being like, "Fuck, what do I reply to my son?" <laughs> <laughs> Probably drafting. I'm just like scrunching up pieces of paper, throwing over his shoulder. Should we canvas the stories at Strawberry? Should we like go up to people on the yeah. dance floor and be like, "Hey, what's your favorite sporting memory?" Oh my god, I just sold my ticket to Inavanaga. Hey, nice. And a bit of sweet, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about that off air. Um, cool. <laughs> well, so send those in because otherwise the episode is going to be very short. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the JVG NBA Tribute Show, hosted by Marco Holden Jeffrey and Lucas Petridis. Our theme song is written and performed by Pascal Ducasse, production by Mock B. Follow us on Instagram at JVG NBA Tribute Show and on Twitter at JVG NBA for more NBA content. The JVG NBA Tribute Show. New episodes every Wednesday at 7am.